Welcome to the Dream to Destination podcast. Around here, we believe that solo travel is the ultimate freedom. It is also one of the quickest paths to empowerment and personal growth. Have you been dreaming about it, but unsure if you have the confidence to travel solo? Well, I'm here to tell you that you most certainly do. How do I know? Easy. Because if I do, and millions of other women do, then so do you. Hi, I'm Shelly of TravelMexicoSolo.com. Join me here on this podcast each Monday to learn the tried and true tips, tricks, and mindset hacks that I used while traveling solo in Mexico for over two years. You'll also hear stories from other solo female travelers on how they transcended their fears and anxieties to step into their confidence and explore the world solo. So if you're ready to turn your dream of solo travel into your destination, then this podcast was made for you. Now let's dive in. Hello, how are you? And I wish I could hear your answer to that question. But since I cannot, I am just going to hope that your answer is that you are amazing. You're doing amazing. Okay, so this podcast that you are tuning into, and thank you for doing so, is based off of a blog that I wrote, which is titled, Afraid to Travel Alone? Question mark. These five powerful tips will help. So... Like the name says, we're going to go through five tips that I have personally used to overcome anxieties and fears that have come up for me while solo traveling and ones that you can use while you're solo traveling and to get you in the headspace to take your first solo trip. So is fear holding you back from solo travel? Are you afraid to travel alone? If so, you are in the right place to hear the absolute right podcast. Fear is actually the number one thing that holds us back from nearly everything that we would like to do. So you're also definitely not alone because fear is probably the thing holding most people back from solo travel who want to do it. But I am going to just go ahead and let you in on a little secret right off the bat, and that is this. Even solo travelers are afraid to travel alone sometimes. So here is something that I think both those of us who have traveled solo, including myself, I've been a solo traveler for about two years and three months, and those of us who have not yet traveled solo can agree on, and that is this. Being in unknown places where we don't feel completely comfortable, where we don't know anyone, where we're relying on maps to get us around and we're lost all the time, those are anxiety-inducing things. In fact, even just saying that, that sentence, like made me feel a little uneasy. And I traveled solo for over two years, like I said. But, uh, you know, I'm a human. Just because I have been solo traveling for a while and I have practiced doing that certain thing, that doesn't mean that the normal human emotions 
don't come up for me the same as they come up for you or someone who's never solo traveled. The only difference is that I, I have a couple more tools in my tool belt on how to move past that fear and those anxieties to come out the other side and have a fun solo trip. So now that we know the truth, <laughs> that yes, even solo travelers have moments of fear and are sometimes afraid to travel alone, you might be wondering this, then how do they do it? Then why do they do it? How do they become a confident solo traveler? How am I able to say I am a solo traveler? And the answer is this, they work at it. We work at it. Solo travelers practice traveling solo. And this makes them a little more comfortable each time. We as solo travelers are basically forced to learn how to break through our negative and anxious thought patterns. Again, they're gonna come up, but you as a solo traveler and sort of being forced in that situation where you're by yourself and you have no one to kind of work through that stuff with, but you do have yourself to work through that stuff with. And it's through time, over time, you're gonna learn more and more how to listen to your inner voice, listen to your intuition and work through some of that stuff to the point that like then it becomes a habit. Then you just work through it automatically. And I think that's what makes a confident solo traveler. So this blog is gonna have five tips for you and hopefully you'll stick around till the very end because I'm gonna tell you how you can download this blog as a PDF with an additional sixth tip, which I think six, the tip number six is actually the game changer tip, but you're gonna have to download the blog to do that. And the link is gonna be in the show notes of where you can actually do that. So I myself have used the five tips we're gonna talk about today for the last couple years now, and they have saved me on days when my solo travel confidence was lacking or worse, non-existent. These mental hacks and emotional assessment techniques are about to be the game changers that you need to once and for all break through your anxiety. But I got to ask you this, are you ready to no longer be afraid to travel alone? Are you ready to actually take your first solo trip? Well, regardless of the answer, I have five tips that are going to help you to get to the place where you are 100% ready to take your first solo trip. So without further ado, let's dive in. Tip number one, it's called forget what you know. And if you're following along with the blog or if you wanna check out the blog uh, at a later time, which is the blog is gonna be linked in the show notes, but you're gonna see forget what you know, the no is in quotation marks because you've never solo traveled. So you don't know anything. You only have some kind of conception based off of all kinds of reasons, but not based in reality. Okay, so if you're afraid to travel alone, forget what you know. Do you wanna know the real truth about why you're afraid to travel alone? Because here it is. The reason you have anxiety and fear 
about solo travel is because you have a mental picture of what it's supposed to look like and you have no idea how to pull that off. So I've heard fear, you know, the word fear shown as an acronym, meaning false evidence appearing real. And I really love that. So you have a false conception in your mind, false evidence appearing real, and you believe that. You believe this is what solo travel should look like. This is how I've seen it in the movies. This better be life-changing. This better be the most Instagrammable moment of my life. I better come out of this a new person, you know. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to be. That's your false evidence appearing real. That's you creating your own anxiety, to be totally honest. But do you want the secret to overcoming that? Let's forget what you know. Forget what you quote unquote know about solo travel immediately, if not sooner. (laughs) So the reality is, if you've never been a solo traveler, there's no way you can actually know what it's like because you've never done it. The thing with how quote unquote perfect things quote unquote should be (laughs) is that you created your own definitions and scenarios to define those things as perfect and as this is how they should be. But... What's perfect to one person is actually can be horrible to another person, meaning this. There is no actual such thing as perfect. It's not a universal truth. It's a relative, um, it's a relative concept. So what's perfect to you could be the worst thing to somebody else. So keep that in mind. There's no such thing as perfect. You're inventing perfect. And you can just reinvent it. Also, there's no such thing as should. We'll get into shoulding more in tip two, but let's just say that the word should isn't helping to dissipate your solo travel fears. Now, I love me some Instagram. I do. I love taking pictures. I really love editing pictures. That's actually my my happy place. I love sharing pictures. I love looking at other people's pictures, but real talk. Instagram is not travel, and that is a clap back. Travel influencers on Instagram are not depicting travel as it exists for the average traveler. Like, the more I see the same photo over and over again in the same 10 places with the same, pretty much the same looking girl, you know, and I can tell, (laughs) no shade, but it's like the girl with the wavy hair, you know, with a big giant bow with a half up, half down ponytail and you're seeing her from the back and she has the dress that she just flipped up in the air and it's flowing and like whose dress is flowing like that? Like (laughs) who's traveling with their hair in in a bow? I mean, you know, again, like no shade. Those pictures are super pretty, but it's more of a modeling picture in a beautiful place than what travel really looks like for the average traveler. So I've kind of, you know, moderated the amount of quote unquote travel influencers that I even follow on Instagram. And it's for that reason, because they're essentially advertising themselves. They're not really advertising even travel. And why are they advertising themselves? Because of this, the more followers, the easier to monetize your Instagram page, meaning that they can get paid to travel, probably looking like a normal person too, not not the travel they're even showing 
with the hair bow and the dress flip. And again, like, I can't stress this enough. I'm not like, I ain't mad at like none of these people. Getting paid to travel is full on goals. Like who, who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't want to get paid to travel? Like I, I get the point of what's happening, but just, you know, you have to have a little, a little perspective going back to that. There's no such thing as should. That's not what travel should look like. That's what a girl modeling should look like. So if you want to be a solo traveler like right now or like very soon, you might want to forget how you think solo travel should look. This includes forgetting what solo travel and travel in general looks like on Instagram and in the movies. Like maybe your first trip alone is going to be an eat, pray, love moment. Maybe it's not. So just don't have those expectations. Don't put those expectations on you. And probably 98% of your anxiety that's coming up for even the thought of solo travel is going to just go away. It's going to go away on its own because if you're just going to have the trip you're going to have, then you're going to have the perfect trip for you, not the perfect trip for Instagram. So I have a little bit of a, a an exercise that I can invite you to do with me. It's sort of just like a way to quickly change your thoughts. So I have an initial thought and then a revised thought. And the initial thought's like a starting off point. And it's, for me, it's like when I hear myself having these kinds of thoughts, I have to immediately revise them and insert a new thought. So this is kind of a general default thought about, about solo travel. So here we go. Here's the initial thought. If my first solo trip does not look the perfect way I've always dreamt it would, then there's no point of even going at all. So, terrible. <laughs> so let's, let's revise that. Let's tell ourselves a whole new story. Let's insert new messaging that's advantageous to the goal of solo travel. So here's the revised thought. Girl, we invented what perfect solo travel looks like. And we can just as easily invent a new mental picture so that we can actually take our first solo trip already. Okay, that's what I have for tip number one, forget what you know. All right, let's keep going. Tip number two is stop shooting all over your trip. So there's an ancient Yiddish proverb that I really love that says, we plan, God laughs. And I think about that all the time in relation to how, you know, every day is a, every day is a new day that I need to learn how to more and more go with the flow. <laughs> it's a lifelong process. And that's fine. So now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating for not planning because planning and preparedness have a lot of value, especially with a first solo trip. I do think you should have some kind of plan. But the ideal takeaway that I would hope to, for someone to get from that proverb is that you benefit yourself tremendously by taking the pressure off of yourself to do what you think you should do. So what I'm saying, what I'm going to say over and over is stop shooting all over your trip. Now, just what does this clever play on words actually mean to someone who's working to break through being afraid to travel alone? That is a great question. I'm going to answer it for you. 
travel for many people, I don't agree with this, but for many people, travel means seeing a certain number of sites and places, checking a bunch of things off of a list. For me, a trip plan like that, a checklist trip, is basically a to-do list. It's like an elevated chore list in reality. For me, the idea of having a list with a bunch of boxes you should check off, it's a one-way ticket to Anxietyville for me. Actually, I, I recently learned about a new movement of travel and it's called slow travel, which was my style of travel, but I didn't know that there was a name to it. And slow travel is exactly what the name implies. It's going to a place, you know, it's not necessarily, I'm taking a trip to Europe and I'm going to go to nine countries in 11 days. You know, you're, are you really experiencing the place or are you checking boxes off of a list so you can say, now I've been to nine more countries. And if you want to be that person who checks a list, checks off nine countries off of their list, then you should do that. But I think a lot of people are realizing more and more that you know, travel can be a lot more intentional and how best to do that is by spending all of your time in one place. Uh, I, you know, I'm all for this. I'm all on board for slow travel. And then this, this example like super ties into it. Is travel something you should do because you need to go to every country on earth? Or is it something you're going to do because of the tremendous amount of personal growth that comes from travel? And, you know, that's a question for you to answer on your own. So something I was doing with my travels, even before I learned of, solo, of slow travel, is coming up with a trip goal. Which to me, a goal already sounds better than a plan, but... You know, that could just be me. So here's an example of a trip goal that I would set for myself. On this trip, my ultimate goal is self-discovery. And you can sub in relaxation, personal growth, peace, fun, whatever you want to sub in. So my trip goal on this next upcoming trip is self-discovery. So with a goal and not a plan, you're free to fully embrace the best part of solo travel, which is this, doing whatever the F you want whenever the F you want to do it. And please, please, please do embrace that part of solo travel. That's, that's not a feeling you get to feel all the time. And I think it's where like the true feelings of empowerment from solo travel really come from, that you're the judge, the jury, you know, you make all the decisions. You are the queen and nobody, <laughs> nobody questions the queen. Whatever the queen does is right. So yeah, stop shooting all over your trip. You know, you should go here. You should eat here. You should take this picture. You should be happy in this place. You should, you know, meet 12 people today. You should, you know, like what? There's no point. It's only really causing you anxiety. And it's one of the things preventing you from solo travel. So I have another thought exercise. And we're going to take a look again at an initial thought and then a more beneficial revised thought that's going to help you to achieve your solo travel dreams and goals. So the initial thought. I'm in Mexico City. I should do all 14 of these things that I saw the most photos of on Instagram. 
these are considered the must-sees and therefore I must see them all on this trip. Okay, revised thought. Girl, your trip goal is self-discovery. Remember, which places on that list are gonna lead you to crush your goal of self-discovery? The only places I must see are the ones that I choose to see. The internet is not the boss of me. So that's, that's my thought on shoulding. You, you should, the only thing you should do is eliminate shoulding from your life and from your mental planning for solo travel. You should have an amazing trip. The end. There's only one should. Okay, let's move on to tip three. This next tip, tip three, is something you can use before you're actually on your solo trip and when you're actually on your solo trip. And tip three is check in each morning. So we humans are emotional creatures, meaning we feel emotions. It doesn't mean, it doesn't have that, I don't mean it in the negative connotation way, like if a woman's like, you know, talking loudly, you know, and it's like that common put down, like, oh, she's being very emotional. Like, I don't mean emotional in that way. I mean, humans are emotional creatures because we have hormones and they cause us to feel different emotions. So the thing is, that's actually one of our best qualities that we get to feel all the feelings. That's amazing. And the sooner you know how to effectively work with your emotions, the sooner you will transcend really most anxiety is in your life, including the ones you're feeling about solo travel. So since we are blessed enough that we get to feel all the emotions, and since they change all the time, sometimes minute to minute, you should check in with yourself on each morning of your life, really, and of your solo first solo travel uh, experience. In doing so, you know exactly what you're working with that day. If you know how you're emotionally feeling, you will know what your next logical step is. So the emotion dictates the logic. When you're in this place of self-awareness, you're never forcing what you should do. You're doing what feels right. and. According to psychology, really our emotions are the ones making all the decisions, but it's just not really, you know, something we, we talk about in, in our society. You know, we like to think our emotions, our, our decisions are made by logic alone. Like we're not robots, you know, your emotions are making your decisions, even if you don't admit that they are, even if you don't say that they are, even if you don't acknowledge it, that's actually what's making your, your decisions you know, there's some logic thrown in, of course, but ultimately your emotions are guiding you every step of the way. So always just keep in mind, don't should all over your trip. When you are in your self-aware headspace, you're never forcing yourself. You're never doing what you quote unquote should do because shoulding, shoulding is what we need to eliminate immediately. So for me, uh, travel anxiety, solo travel anxiety, 
came up most when I forced myself to do what I knew deep down I was only doing because I thought I quote unquote should do it. Meaning this, my emotions and intuition were telling me one thing and my head had other plans based on its own agenda of shoulds. The thing with anxiety and fear is that they are, at least in part, a response to how we think things should be. And then them not playing out that way. So this causes panic because what's happening is not what we were prepared for. This also wastes a lot of time because we spend time preparing for the unknown, which we could never know. And then when things don't go the way we made up that they would, you know, it causes us anger, it causes us panic, causes all kinds of emotions that are not necessarily the fun ones to feel. So this is also what's causing you afraid causing you to be afraid of traveling alone because there's a chance the trip's not going to go as planned. So anxiety and fear are not us living in the moment. If we are living in the moment, life is like so much more easy breezy because they're just, we're just dealing with things as they happen, not with how we assume that they're going to happen. So we have one more of these thought exercises in relation to this tip of checking in each morning. And by the way, that could be journaling is a really great way to do it. Journaling is like something I do immediately when I wake up. Uh, It's called morning pages. And you just write free form uh, stream of consciousness, two pages. It's only two every single morning of whatever, whatever you want to say. I picked this tip up from a book called The Artist's Way, which is really great. But I've a lot of people that I know do morning pages. They're really beneficial. They You tap right into your like unconscious and subconscious mind, and stuff comes out that you didn't even know you were feeling. And then you know, you know it's on paper. You can reread it. You can get into it. And then you can you know go from there. So let's do this thought exercise. We have, again, an initial thought and a revised thought. So the initial thought is, good morning, self. How are you feeling today? Well, honestly, boo, I need a spa day. I know I plan to go to that famous archaeological site, and now I'm not feeling it, but I know I should push through. I'm just going to force it today. Revised thought. Morning, self. How are you feeling today? Well, honestly, boo, I need the beach, my book, my headphones, three margaritas, and a massage. I know I plan to go to that famous archaeological site, but I know if I force myself, I won't enjoy it as much. So, yeah, plans are going to change. Your emotions are going to change. And the way to get as close as you can to a guaranteed amazing solo first solo trip is to lead with your emotions. Check in each morning. See what you're feeling. Go from there. That's going to take a lot of pressure off you during your your first solo travel experience and just during life in general. Okay, let's move on to tip four. Fourth tip 
is to practice kind self-compassion. There is a, a saying that I've come across and it is kindness costs nothing but means everything. And it is very true. There's also one that's, what is it? You attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. It's something like that. <laughs> like by being sweet, you're already ahead of the game. So I love that saying, kindness costs nothing but means everything. But beyond that, there's another popular saying in the positive mindset community that to quickly stop your own negative self-talk, you should ask yourself, would I speak this way to my BFF? Or, you know, sub in your mom, your partner, your sister, your child, your whomever. Would you talk to them that way? So when you're not saying positive things to yourself, then the answer is, of course, hell no. You most certainly not would, would certainly not talk to your, your BFF that way. But then why are you doing it to yourself? What's the point? Like, how is it helping? The reason you wouldn't talk that way to your BFF is because you know that that's not going to help her. That's not going to help him. That's not going to help they. So why are you doing it to yourself? Why would you hurt yourself? or stand in the way of your own progress the, the exact way you're not doing it for somebody else. So when you're on your, your very first solo trip, you'll have a lot more time than usual to actually hear your own thoughts. And let me tell you a little thing, spoiler alert, we humans think a whole lot of thoughts. <laughs> Research says that we have as many as 3,300 thoughts per hour. Now that's like on the high side of what research research says, but we have something like a 1,500 thoughts per hour. It's something like 1,000 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. So based on statistical probability alone, some negative thoughts are gonna creep in. But as soon as one does, then much like our thought exercises have shown, you can immediately give yourself a new one you can learn to flip your internal script, if you want to say it in more fun terms or more cool terms. So when your thoughts, as you're solo traveling, take a turn for the negative or the should, and again, don't should all over your trip, then remind yourself to flip the script in the most compassionate way possible. Remember to always speak to yourself with the same loving kindness that you extend to your, your BFF or your mom or your child, your sister, your partner, your, your whomever you want to sub in for that example. So we're going to do another thought, another thought change exercise. Here's the initial. You're in Mexico City and you should absolutely go to the Frida Kahlo Museum. No woman comes to this city and doesn't go there. You're most likely a failure of a traveler if you don't go. And this trip is probably going to overall suck because everyone's going to ask you about the Frida Kahlo Museum and you're not going to even go. Okay. So here is a healthy revised thought where maybe you're not going to go, but you're not going to talk to yourself that way. So revised thought. Girl, remember your trip goal of self-discovery? If you don't think there's any self-discovery for you at that museum, then don't go. You're so cool for having the guts to travel solo 
and do it the way that you want to do it, you are one amazing queen. We can always go to see the Frida Kahlo Museum on our next solo trip. It's NBD, no big deal, boo. I doubt that museum is going anywhere. So same outcome, you're not gonna make it to the museum on this trip. But one way you're telling yourself you're a failure and that you suck and that no woman, come, no woman would ever do such a thing as you to not go to the Frida Kahlo Museum. And of course that's not true. I'm sure millions of women visit Mexico City and don't go to the Frida Kahlo Museum. But, you know, in one example, you're putting yourself down. In the revised example, you're building yourself up. So that kind of stuff is really up to you. And again, this is a thing of shoulding. All women should go to the Frida Kahlo Museum. That's just crazy. There's a ton who could care less. Okay, that's it for tip four. Let's get into tip five. The fifth and the final tip is take a break before you need to. So what are, what are we talking about here? Remember what I told you the best part of solo travel is, and that is doing whatever the F you want, whenever the F you want to do it. So that's going to come into play here because taking a break before you need to means that as soon as you feel like you need to take a break, you don't run it by anybody. You just take your break. So when in doubt, keep that line in mind that you, the best part of solo travel is you doing whatever the F you want, whenever the F you want to do it. And I just want to say that I'm not really this kind of like averse to cursing chick, but the podcast distributors make you put a warning label if you say a curse word on your podcast. And then it just doesn't get to the ears of as many people as the non-censored. So unfortunately, we're saying F, but I'm not you know, such a puritanical lady that I can't curse. Cursing is fun. I have no problem with it. But in an effort to get this podcast to the ears of as many people as may need or want to hear it, we're just going to say F. <laughs> but you can imagine what F means. Okay, so sorry to digress for a second there. But yeah, always remember that you're in charge. That's the, that's the beautiful part of solo travel is that you are in charge. And when you say break, you break. So medical science tells us that we are actually dehydrated hours before we even start feeling thirsty. And I believe the same is true with our emotional batteries. So letting ourselves hit 0% before recognizing we needed a moment is going to cause for sure some anxiety. Now, in an effort to mitigate undesirable outcomes such as this, hitting 0% of battery life on yourself, <laughs> remember that you can take a break long before you think you need one and definitely long before you hit zero. Again, the wonderful part about solo travel is that whenever that moment hits, you take your break. You don't check in with anybody. You just stop and you do you. So if you feel yourself operating, let's say at 35-ish percent, then stop. 
for me, 35 is, is kind of the zero point. It's not zero, it's 35, obviously, but for me, 35 is the, it's time to stop. It's break time. So if you, you know, you have to figure out what your number is, but let's just use 35 for, for these examples. So if you feel yourself operating at 35%, stop. Maybe if there's a friendly local around you, someone you feel comfortable asking, or consult Google for recommendations to find a cafe, a park, a wine bar, a beer bar, an artisan jewelry shop, a taco shop, a mall if that's your thing, a mercado if you're in Mexico, um, or just really whatever seems cool and has maybe somewhere to sit and maybe has air conditioning and maybe even has Wi-Fi. You know, whatever's gonna, whatever you think you're gonna need for this moment for yourself. For me, that's like definitely a chair. <laughs> I wanna sit, you know, I don't wanna stand. Um, I like to be outdoors, but if I have to be indoors, then somewhere with Wi-Fi for sure. So go there, go to your happy place and just chill until you can recharge your batteries back up to like, you know, let's say 90% or if you need to go to 100, 100, whatever your numbers are. So I'm gonna say 90 for me is gonna be fine. I can get back and continue my day and I can work up the last 10% while I'm going on to the next activity or going to see the next site. But again, these numbers are, those are my numbers and your numbers may and likely will be different. So hitting 0% is the breeding ground for fear, anxiety, negative self-talk, and just going down a shame spiral or just a spiral into emotionally volatile territory. So also why you don't wanna go till 0% is that now you have to recharge yourself all the way back up to 100%. And that can take hours instead of minutes. Like if I'm at 35% and I stop, I can get back up to my necessary 90 in like 15 minutes. But if I had zero, that could well be like two hours. So again, you're gonna have to kind of calculate your own numbers, figure out what your own numbers are, but your intuition will tell you. You know, you don't have to go till, till you're ready to just collapse and or scream. <laughs> you can stop way before that because again, you are the queen of the trip. You answer to no one but yourself. So this is a whole different kind of a travel situation where it's like, you got to tell the group. And then if someone in the group is like not about taking a break, you know, they're going to be kind of annoyed at you or giving you a little bit of passive aggressive attitude, but you don't have to deal with any of that. You want to stop and stop. It's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, I have what is our last thought exercise. And this is going to be a dialogue between you and yourself. So I'll try to switch up voices a little bit without sounding too crazy. But the initial thought in this case is you operating at 0%. So here's going to be that inner dialogue. Girl, how are you doing? Well, I legit effing hate the city, and I also hate my hair today, and I hate those flowers over there, 
and the blue sky is ugly and those people standing over there seem like they're really annoying too okay <laughs> so that was you your inner voice and then your conscious self answering the question and just being just hateful just hating on everything hating on flowers and the blue sky <laughs> you know we've all been there there's no shame in that so that's zero percent thought so think of yourself in that headspace how long does it take from zero to you getting back to like somewhat like you're enjoying the day again you know for some people it could take a while for some people this could be the end of your day this could be it for the day and the thing with traveling sadly is that it ends you know and the more time you can spend enjoying the better okay so here is me you a person approaching let's say 37 percent emotional battery so now we're going to have that dialogue between ourselves and our, our inner voice or our intuition. Girl, how are you doing right now? Well, honestly, boo, I'm at 37%, so not super great. Okay, so let's hit up that cute cafe we saw yesterday. We're going to refill our water bottle. We are going to use their bathroom. We're going to put on some lipstick. We are even maybe going to eat an avocado toast or a cookie, whatever looks better. We are going to jump on that Wi-Fi. We're going to put in some headphones, listen to our favorite song. Then we're going to edit some trip photos for like 10 minutes, upload them to the gram. We might even take a selfie if the lighting's good. And then when we're feeling good again, we are going to continue on with our day and have an amazing rest of the day. Okay, that is actually the perfect plan. Vamos, chica. All right, so that was, again, me talking to myself, <laughs> you talking to yourself. But you can see 37% you was only about to be in a bad place. You didn't yet hate the flowers. <laughs> you didn't hate the blue sky and you didn't hate the group of strangers that were standing you know, 40 feet away from you. You weren't there yet, but you, you were, you're getting there. So what are we going to do? We are going to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we're going to like go sit, go breathe, you know, take our book bag off of our back for a minute, jump on the Wi-Fi, look at Instagram, maybe journal, charge our phone you know all the stuff you can do use the bathroom because how annoying is that when you're traveling and you need to use the bathroom you have to like you kind of always have to duck in somewhere and like buy a, a bottle of water to use the bathroom so if you're approaching a percentage like say 37 percent 35 percent for me is like time to stop but say you're at like 45 maybe it even makes sense even before you're 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 approaching the end, just then duck into a cafe. Use the bathroom even. <laughs> just buy water, use the bathroom, and then recharge. You know, just, again, this tip is to take a break before you need to. And at whatever point that is for you is whatever point there is for you. But, you know, take breaks throughout the day. You're, you need them. Okay. So that was tip five. And I have a 
bonus tip for you that I'm going to tell you about right now. The sixth tip that I've mentioned a couple times is really, this is the game changer tip. This is the one you're going to use the most. This is the one, actually, this is the one you're going to use first. The one you're going to use first and most. And honestly, sometimes you're going to use it first and you're not even going to need to go through the rest of them. Like this one's the game changer and it is available for free on the blog that this podcast was based on as a PDF download. Again, totally free. So just head to the blog that is linked in the show notes and right near the top of the blog, you're going to see an option to, to get this download. And it is titled, Afraid to Travel Alone? Question mark. Breakthrough with these six powerful tips. So what you're going to get is a really beautifully laid out PDF, if I do say so myself, because I, I did the layout of it. <laughs> so it's going to be the five tips from this podcast and the blog. And a sixth tip, the sixth game changer tip. So if these tips resonated with you, then you need to get this next one. You really do. And after two plus years of solo travel, I can honestly say that I have used these all the time, but I have used the sixth one the most. And I know you will too. So click on the link in the show notes to be taken to the blog and grab your free downloadable e-guide to learn the sixth tip and to have these five tips in a PDF form. So that is the end of our show for this week. Please do tune in next week and until then, take care of yourself, be well, and goodbye for now. That's our episode for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I sincerely hope that you're starting to see just how achievable your solo travel dreams are. If this episode resonated with you and you know other women it will resonate with, please share it with them. Let's grow a supportive community of both aspiring solo female travelers and solo travel veterans so we can learn from and more importantly, empower one another. Ready to join the community? Head to our private Facebook group called Dream to Destination and let's chat. If you're also curious about my solo travel adventures in Mexico, then you'll want to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Mexico Solo for both. On the socials, I share all of my colorful Mexico photos, my destination recommendations, and links to my related Mexico travel blog posts each and every day. All the social media pages I just mentioned are linked in the show notes. Thank you once again for being here. I appreciate it so much that you're supporting the Dream to Destination podcast. But as a brand spanking new podcast, I will ask you to please, please, please help me spread the word. How can you help with that? It's super easy. Hit subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. By doing those quick four things, 
you're going to be helping other women find us and go on to achieve their solo travel dreams as well. Until next time, dream on.